Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees limp into the All-Star break, drop it. Really terrible series at home against the Chicago Cubs. Lose two out of three there. And there's so many bad things about this series. I mean, you have Jameson Tyone, the former Yankee, coming in here who is terrible with a balloon DRA. Comes in with a 2-6 and six record and absolutely shuts the Yankees down for eight innings. And then you have, of course, the Sunday game, blowing a 4-1 to one lead, getting another gem by Domingo Herman, and that just goes to waste. And again, it's a terrible weekend for the Yankees. And even though, oh, yes, they won the, set, the the middle game there and you got two home runs finally from Stanton, you know, showing a pulse. Again, one of them was a mammoth blast, which we'll get into, but you really don't feel good about that win. I mean, again, it's, at, it's against a Cubs team that's like six, seven games on the 500 and you have your ace Garrett Cole in the mound. I mean, you kind of have to win that game. So really nothing to feel good about there. So really a terrible weekend series for the Yankees. And um, this has gotten to the point where they finally had to do something from the front office. And so uh, the news just came down. They released or they uh, let go, fired, whatever you want to say, uh, hitting coach Dylan Lawson. I guess you know, someone has to take the blame for this. Uh, so he's the one to get his head chopped off. So basically, it doesn't make a difference. No, I'm not one. Of, and I'm not one of these people. That's why I'm not always uh, I always get on the bandwagon of fire Cashman, fire Boone, get rid of the hitting coach. I think these coaches and stuff have very minimal to do with the players. It's the players now. I guess you have to make a change because, again, we've seen since last year and even before that, just a lot of the Yankee hitters going backwards or, or just staying even keel, not really growing, not really developing. And the list goes on. You got DJ LeMay, who hasn't looked good in three years. Josh Donaldson. You can't really knock the guy. I mean, he's been hitting home runs, so you can't say he's been a bust, you know, but again, well below under 200. We've seen Stanton be a 200 hitter. Uh, we've seen Glaber Torres just kind of st- st- stay there at a 250 hitter, not really growing as well though Cabrera hasn't picked up from last season um you know we figured he would flourish he's about a 200 hitter if that now Volpe in the last you know week or two has been hit, bringing the average up a little bit but it's like even if you bring the average up to 220 it's like is that something to be proud of like no it's way down there so there's too many of these guys just hitting around 200 and not really progressing so you know I guess you got to make a move got to do something and you see the fact that Hicks was here and was terrible he goes to another organization and Wap bam boom, uh, you know, they tweak something with the swing, and now, you know, guys are a decent player. It's like, we could be using that in left field right now. Uh, so I guess that, that comes down. So right now, the Yankees haven't listed a replacement yet. So again, it could be Mo Larry and Curly. It really doesn't matter. I think it's more on the players, but you have to show something to the fans. You have to show something to the players that as the front office, you're frustrated and you got to make a move. So you got to make a move. And this is kind of historic for Cashman. Again, in his tenure as a Yankee GM, he has never uh, fired at any coaches midseason. Uh, but I just think it's to a point where you, you got to do something because I think this decision even happened probably on Friday night to get blank three nothing, and that's after you know only scoring one run the game before against the Baltimore Orioles and getting blown out fourteen to one there. So I just think Cashman had enough and just you had to make a move. You can't have someone like Stanton hitting two hundred and just looking terrible. I mean, even though yes they're starting to get up there in age a little bit thirty three thirty four, but they got to be better than this. And maybe it's just maybe it's something tweaking the swing, but it, you know tapping the foot early, whatever it is, you're keeping the feet still, keeping the hands back, whatever it is, there's got to be something to make these guys better because I just can't believe they're this bad. You know, they, they got to be a little bit better than this. So let's see if, you know, the new coach comes in and I'm sure that'll be, you know, person be named during the All-Star break. You know, the team's going to be off for a little bit. And then I'm sure the coach will be there once they get back. Now, Judge, as I kind of guessed he would, is going to stay away from the All-Star festivities. Rehab on the uh, toe there. So again, that's the right call. I figured he was going to do that. So looks like Garrett Cole would be the lone Yankee representative, but 
since he pitched Saturday, I don't know if he's actually going to participate in the game because, you know, they don't want to ruin him or anything. So he may not, he just might just ride the bench. So he might have really no Yankees active in the All-Star game. And that kind of tells you everything you want to know about this team, uh, which now dropped to fourth place. But believe it or not, if you got no players in the All-Star game, basically playing in the All-Star game, it just tells you about the season, tells you about this Yankee team right now. Just not a lot of good talent there playing well. And of course, you know, obviously if the judge is healthy, he'd be in the game. But if you're sending like four or five guys to the All-Star game, figure, all right, you know, we got a pretty good team, which was the case last season the Yankees when they got off to that great start of the first half of the season. They sent like six players to the All-Star game. Well, this season, they stink. They're, they're you know, I mean, they're like, you know, seven games above 500. But, uh, you know, collectively, just look down the lineup, really no, no one's impressing you. And that's why you know, no one's in the All-Star game. And, you know, got some good pitches here and there, but not enough collectively to send over this. So the opening game, now you, the Yankees finally got calls from Donnie made his debut. And, hey, look, he, he wasn't bad, really. You know, he pitched into the six. It was all right. But the problem is that Jameson Tyone come here, and he signed a four-year deal with the Cubs. And, again, this has been a really disappointing season for him overall. So at, at that point, Cashman looked like a, like a genius to let him walk. But he comes in and actually shuts the Yankees down. Eight innings, just gives up one hit. And for the entire game, the Yankees is with two hit. One hit in the eighth against Tyone and another hit against a reliever in the ninth, and that's it. I meant there's two hits. So that was the game that probably sealed the fate for Dylan Lawson. That's just un- it's unacceptable. I mean, you can have a single A team uh, suited up there. They'll get more than two hits, you know. So that's just terrible there. Uh, now the Yankees did, again, mention bounce back in the second game with Cole on the mound, and you finally got the sign of life from Stanton. Again, the first home run he, in the first innings was absolute crush. Probably his best home run as a Yankee just in terms of um, just how far it went. Uh, it was like 479 feet. It was off the, the deck there, the facade, all the way up in left field. So an absolute bomb. And again, since the, the new Yankee Stadium, the way it's designed, it's really hard to get it up there in that triple deck. He just came close to it. Um, very, very few players have gotten it up there. Now, if it was the old stadium, it would have been definitely up a deck all the way, like, you know, deep. But it's really hard to do it. So it just shows you how impressive it is because, you know, the new stadium, the way they design it, they have the upper deck wings kind of pulled back a little bit so the fans aren't really on top of the field as they used to be at the old stadium. So to get it up there, it's quite impressive. So good shot for him. And then he hit another one, basically one of his stand, like a little, uh, I guess, golf swing flicks where he just flicks his wrist there and goes opposite field, right, right field there. So, again, it's there. I can't believe that he's, like, lost a step. He's not good. Just, you know, just the way he hit those balls like nothing. So, like, he could be doing this more. So something's wrong. Something's wrong with the team. So let's see if the new hitting coach makes a difference. I don't think so. But and the Yankees had enough offenses game. You've got a home run by mentioned by Donaldson. And again, Donaldson doesn't do much but home runs. So basically, you can't kill the guy because he's doing something. In fact, you can make the argument he's been more productive because him and Stanton came back that same game against the Dodgers that, you know, during that series in L.A. And since then, I mean, Donaldson has been hitting way more home runs than Stanton since coming back and been more effective overall. So I know people have been booing Donaldson to get on him, and you can. It's fair, but you can't totally knock him because he has at least been hitting home runs. And it was enough for Garrett Cole pitching to the eighth for the Yankees. The Yankees take the second game. And then, really, the third game was the killer, though, because Yankees were up 4-1. to one. You have Domingo Herman pitching a great game. And after 74 pitches, and this is questionable, Boone lifts him. Now, you could say, hey, you know, you took him out too early. Why did you do that? But, again, he threw a lot of pitches in the perfect game there. It takes a lot out of you. The second game, he didn't go as deep because, you know, he wasn't really effective against Baltimore. You know, with the Yankees going to have a few days off, I was okay with Boone going to the bullpen early there because, again, the relievers are going to be off for a whole week. So if you want to kind of give Herman a little bit of rest and then use these relievers who are going to be frozen stiff for a week until they come back on Friday, again, I was okay with Boone making a move there. So even though 74 pitches and Herman was doing good, I was all right. So it brings in Ian Hamilton. Now, what should have been an ending-ending double play? 
Uh, Torres booted it, and we've seen this from Torres. It's been his theme this year. Again, bonehead plays in the field and bonehead plays running on the bases. Rushed to the ball, booted it, and then after that, the Yankee bullpen, which is usually reliable, is completely collapsed. Uh, Canely gave up uh, hits. Uh, Marinaccio got touched up a little bit. Even former Yankee Mike Talkman got into the action there, and the Yankees end up blowing this game. But again, they had a 4-1 lead, end up losing 7-4, to and just really a gut-wrenching loss there. You're almost more bothered by that game than getting shut out 3 nothing by Tyone there, because at least, all right, Tyone come in, and Rendon, you're not sure we're going to get in the first game, you know, whatever, but he was decent, okay, fine. But this is a game you had a 4-1 to lead, you're at home, it's against a Cubs team that you're better than, and this is how you end the first half of the season. So really bad loss for the Yankees. And as I mentioned before, they dropped down to fourth place. The only saving grace is that Tampa, again, they've been stuttering a little bit. Now, they won their final game against Atlanta, but Atlanta beat them the night before. And again, overall, Tampa hasn't been too great. But the Yankees can't take advantage of that. They should be catching up, but they're not. So they remain eight games back of the AL East. But really, they should be a bit, the way the Yankees have been playing, they should really be about 12 or 13 games back. So they should really count their blessings there. And the Yankees, you know, you look at them, it's not as bad as the Mets, where, they, the, you know, the Mets, like, you know, five, six games under 500, at least. So so the Yankees aren't that bad, but this doesn't feel like this is, like, a team that's, you know, even though they're, they're about seven games over 500, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like they're barely 500 or under. And, again, if Judge doesn't come back, that's probably where they're going to end up, more or less. So here with the All-Star break right now, I guess, you know, hopefully it gives Judge a little time to, you know, uh, rest, rehab the, the, the toe there. I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon, soon. But, again, I'm sure he'll get his work in there. Uh, but, you know, the Yankees hitters just got to figure a way to, you know, build upon whatever Stanton and others started to do on Saturday there. Because, uh, you know, they can't let this thing get away. Eventually, Tampa is going to probably turn it on the afterburners a little bit. And even if Judge comes back, if you're looking up 12 games back, it, uh, it might even get a chance where you're going to be a, a wild card viable team there. So that's what the Yankees going to have to do there. So not a good way to end the first half of the season. Very disappointing. You know, it showed a little promise there just really, really just before Judge injured the toe. It looked like, ah, you know, they, they started to put some things together. You're getting Jake Bowers contributing, Billy McKinney contributing there and whatever. And you, you figure, you know, calls from Don was just around, around the corner there. Uh, but then Judge has a toe injury and it's really been all downhill. And, you know, all right, Stan had the good game Saturday, but still he has to show a lot more of that for me to feel like, hey, you know what? I think they got a shot here. So right now things aren't looking good in Yankee land. Now, I don't think the Yankees are going to be sellers. I don't think they're going to tear down the team because, it's got too much invested with Rendon and Judge and all that. So I still think they're going to do whatever they can to go for it and improve the team, whether it's someone else in the bullpen, whether it's trying to get an, uh, an outfielder or a left fielder, uh, something like that. But any deal, I think that would involve Gleyber Torres. I think Cashman is going to try to, you know, if he can move him, I think he would. I mean, I think he's definitely going to be in Cashman's crosshairs. Just you look at the bonehead play against Boston a couple of weeks ago. And of course, you know, even though it benefited the Yankees, you know, he blew a stop sign in the second game against Baltimore there. So this guy's his head's not in the game. Uh, and I think if any deal done that would involve Gleyber Torres somehow, I think Cashman would like to ship him out and get him out of here. Because I think Cashman, you know, maybe no one's saying it publicly, but he's got to be frustrated with him as well as Boone. Boone's, again, not going to admit it. He's a player's coach. We know all that. Uh, but Gleyber, just too many bonehead plays, whether it being in the field or on the base of the season, head not in the game. So you know, if you need to chop someone off just to send a message like that and move him out, I could see Gleyber Torres being moved. He would like to move Donaldson, but he just makes too much money. Unless the Yankees really include a, a real great prospect, no one's going to take Donaldson off their hands there. Uh, so we'll see what the Yankees have 
in store. So it's going to be off for a few days. Um, this is the All-Star break. And as I mentioned, uh, keep your ears open. So there'll be a good episode coming out here on the podcast on Tuesday with a special guest. Can't say what it is right yet. And maybe I'll try to chime in one or two more times during the break. Just, but, you know, just a little something special for your podcast subscribers. And then the Yankees are back um, opening up the second half of the season in Colorado. And again, as I mentioned in the last episode, this is really a blown opportunity for the Yankees because Cardinals are a bad team. But the Yankees dropped two out of three. Baltimore. They were looking good. They're taking the first two, but then really almost wasted by then dropping the last two. And then you have this Cubs team coming in about seven games on the 500 and you lose two out of three at home in your own ballpark and you have Tyone shut you down. Again, these are bad teams. The Yankees should be collecting easy wins. Even without Judge, they should be winning these games. And of course, in Colorado, that's a team that's about 20 games on the 500. But let's watch the Yankees, you know, lose two out of three there as well. So Yankees really squandering an easy stretch there of schedule for them. It's just kind of a shame. So that's the episode. Uh, we're at the All-Star break. Yankees not looking good. And look, you ask me right now, they might not even be a wild card team just the way they're playing right now. And uh, if Judge doesn't come back soon, the rest of these guys, I don't know, they're just not getting it done. And now with Dylan Lawson gone and new hitting coaching, don't expect too much. But hey, if someone could magically tweak some of these swings, hey, that's all we can hope for at this point. So we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.